0: Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus. And it's a joy to be in the house of the Lord and uh, to be talking about uh, the Word of God today, to be able to share that with you. So I'm thankful uh, to be with you today. Uh, This uh, series we've been in is speaking to the uh, supernatural power that is available to all of us as followers yeah. of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And today we're going to speak about a biblical doctrine of the laying on of hands. Now, uh, the uh, the hands become a, a, a channel, a, a bridge, a connection point for transferring uh, one thing From one person to another person. This combined with prayer is incredibly powerful. It changes things according to God's will as we pray and lay hands on one another. In Hebrews chapter 6, Paul refers this as a basic doctrine. He says, so let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. Let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. Surely we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of repenting from evil deeds and placing our faith in God. You don't need further instructions about baptisms, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And so, God willing, we will move forward to further understanding. Often in life, this is true with our spiritual walk as well, we want to move ahead to something before we have fully understood basic biblical concepts. We want something more advanced or something more. But Paul reminds us as the church, this was written to believers, this was written to followers of God, that we have to be thoroughly uh, sure and certain about these basic biblical doctrines. And he clearly lists the laying on of hands as one of them. Now, on a, on a human level, it's interesting, you think about laying on of hands, and um, some people get a little weirded out by Is that, is that you're going to try and, you know, knock me over if I, you know, get prayed and fall back, wagging my tongue in the air, it's going to be this, you know, weird thing. And that may happen, Ryan's right? a little crazy days, he let his hair down, so you might fall over if you're on a step there or something, but... No, it won't be crazy. But uh, physically, we, we do this in our natural world. If you think you've ever seen a mother with a, a child uh, who has a fever, she'll place her hand on the baby's head to get a temperature or, you know, console or comfort or if a child's hurt, you know, the, the hands of the father and mother will go on them and comfort them. Or, um, you know, you think of uh, maybe a couple other examples. If guys haven't seen each other in a long time, right, they're you know, saying hi and grabbing each other's shoulder. And there's something that happens in the natural, in the physical, when we lay hands, there's a connection point, a, a transference, an encouragement, a joy, and a comfort that is placed from one person to another. When, we, when this is mixed with the faith of the believer, yeah, right. in reverence of God, in awe of God, believing that he can do everything that the power of God dwells in that and the supernatural is unlocked in your life through laying on of hands and prayer. Uh, If you've ever tried to open a door, I'm sure most of you have, (laughs) and you have either the wrong key or it's a a cheap Home Depot key that you got cut, and you try and lock, you know, turn it and you're turning and it's, not going, and the door's not unlocked, and you need what is behind that door, you need access into that, and you're frustrated, and you keep jiggling, and maybe if I just go this way, or that way, or try a different key, and then all of a sudden, the lock turns over, it's dislodged, and it's released, and the door is open, God wants to do that supernaturally in your life that you maybe have been trying with other things, going to try and go on these uh, uh, far-out understandings that aren't even biblical. And what does it mean that uh, truly I have the power of God? And listen, I just want to speak clearly to you today that if you are on a journey, God has you on a journey that um, he is going to speak clearly to you today about the power of Jesus Christ. That there is something... Um, You know, God's placed eternity in our hearts. But it's Jesus who is the only way. The way, the truth, and the life. And he does have a supernatural power available to you. But it is through him. It is through Jesus Christ. It is nothing that we can do or accomplish on our own. We are just simple people who God's chosen. And his power works through us. So God wants to unlock this. In your life now, often throughout Scripture, all throughout it, God uses a, a physical element um, to work a supernatural, uh, w- spiritual work. So, a physical element becomes uh, the, the means of which God does something uh, supernatural. You think about the waters of baptism. You know where we get that water for the baptismal tank that was has never been used as a horse trough. But that's technically their purpose. It's just a bin that we can put enough water in to fit all of you guys one at a time. That water is from the shower just down this hallway behind me. There's, you know, we don't have anything imported from a special, you know, the Dead Sea or anything. It's just regular water. But God uses regular, ordinary room temperature, praise God, warm, even sometimes, praise God, water to do a supernatural work. As the old is gone and the new has come and we are baptized into the name and the person of Jesus Christ, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we are reborn. Anyone want to get water baptized right now? It takes 30 minutes to fill up that tank. I just... (laughs) We, we're going to have water baptisms again soon, and the water temperature is perfect. Uh, oil. We, ha- we use oil here. It's, it's all throughout Scripture. It's used uh, as a, uh, to serve as a symbol, uh, a sign of uh, the Holy Spirit for, for healing and for blessing and, and impartation. So uh, God uses these regular things, but when it's mixed with the faith of the believer, something powerful happens. In the unseen realm and in our soul, our spirit, that there's a change. Now, throughout Scripture, there's several functions of the laying on of hands. We just did one this morning as we uh, identified. Hey, these are people in the house of God that are uh, committing to call Love City Church their home and be a part of the local church. Uh, the laying on of hands is used for healing, uh, for blessing, for transmitting the Holy Spirit, for imparting spiritual gifts to confirm leaders in the church. It's used for sending out ministries or missionaries. And it is used along with prophecy. And it's used to encourage and build up and equip the local church. Would you mind just grab my water when you get a second, please? Thank you. Um, Matthew chapter 8 we'll go to. It says that uh, there was a, a leper who was, uh, you know, pretty sick. Obviously, you've heard about lepers in the Bible, limbs falling off. They have no feeling or, you know, sense of touch, and they're physically uh, wasting away. And this leper comes to Jesus on his knees saying, Jesus, if you are willing, make me clean. You can make me clean. He has faith that Jesus can do the impossible in his life. Jesus, before he says a word, he reaches out his hand and touches the man. And then says, be clean. And immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. Jesus touched him before he even said a word. This man who nobody else would touch, he would have to announce when he was coming around anyone and they would flee from him because they didn't want to catch what he had. But here's Jesus going right into it. And let me just say to you as well today, wherever you're at in your life or your walk with God, I mean, you know what you're going through and the Lord knows what you're going through. Maybe people around you don't. Um, if you identify at all with that leper today on any level, Jesus wants to come into your life and touch you. And you say, God, I'm unclean. But listen, he is willing. But the attitude of the leper was, God, I know you can make me clean. It takes a little bit of faith today to say, God, I know you can make me clean. This Jesus, who we're, we're talking about today, can do that. So um, so there's, a, there's also another uh, uh, power uh, that... Uh, or sorry, another scripture, I should say, in, in Mark chapter 16, where Jesus is um, talking to what, 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 uh, a sign of those who follow Jesus Christ, what they too would do. And he says that, that those who follow me, the signs will be that they will reach out their hands on other people. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Um, and then there's also, a, the next thing we'll talk a little bit about is there's a transmitting of the Holy Spirit. So not only is there a physical, you know, healing, but there's a, a transmitting of the Holy Spirit. And in our next scripture, Acts chapter 9, there's a story of Ananias. Maybe you've heard of him in the Bible, um, that God asked him to go pray for Saul, who had persecuted the church and uh, killed Christians and uh, thought he was, you know, doing God's work. And then uh, he was struck blind. And then God asked a, a, a follower of Jesus, a disciple of Jesus, to go to his house. And that, or go to this house. And this was Ananias. And it says in the scriptures in Acts chapter 9, then, Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized. He was healed from the inside out. Not only did he receive a physical restoration of his eyesight, but he had a supernatural restoration of the power of God that he was saved. Next verse in Acts chapter 9, just to give you a few examples of the the scriptures and 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 the practical implication supernaturally through laying on of hands, um, Paul later on now in his ministry he's going out to these other uh, believers, and they hadn't received. They didn't even know about what the Holy Spirit was. They received the baptism of John, which was for repentance of sins. And he says, hey, that's great. But there, he's, even John said to believe in the one that is to come. That is Jesus. So then they were baptized into the name of Jesus. And on hearing this, they were... Um, sorry, they, when they placed their hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. That leads into the next thing we'll talk about which is there's a spiritual gifts that are uh, given through the laying on of hands and through prophecy uh first timothy we don't have the scripture but i'll just read it to you it says do not neglect the gift that is in you which is given to you by the prophecy with the laying on of hands of the eldership now in second timothy which we'll put on the screen it says this is right why i remind you so paul speaking to timothy This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift that God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and of self-discipline. Why was Paul telling Timothy not to be afraid? Perhaps because Timothy was afraid. I don't know. Uh, But... Do you ever feel that same way? I don't. I do. I don't. I do. I, I, I struggle sometimes, right? We can be afraid or we, we struggle with insecurity or uncertainty. Now, fear can hold us back from what God wants us to experience. Fear can hold our church back if we allow it. Now, the word fear Fear in the Greek, in which the uh, original text was written, fear is the word dialia. A good way to remember this is just to say diarrhea as if you were a toddler. <laughs> Mommy, Daddy, dialia. Dylia. Did you know that God has not given you a spirit of dialia? He's given you a spirit of power, love, a sound mind, Self-discipline. That's the spirit of God living in you as a follower of Jesus Christ. So we do not have to shrink back. We don't have to be afraid of man. We have the power of God working in us which is a dunamis is the Greek word, a dynamite. It is miracle working power from God that is transmitted, downloaded to you to be imparted and passed upon to other people. That God chooses you, a no-namer, a nobody. In uh, Luke chapter 10, you see, This wasn't just this power of laying on hands and the healing and casting out demons. wasn't just Jesus and the apostles. These are no-name disciples. Every day, just followers of Jesus Christ. Working a job, fishing, and serving the Lord, following Jesus. Here it says, The Lord chose these 72 other disciples and sent them ahead in pairs to all the towns he had planned to visit. He said, among other things, to heal the sick and tell them that the kingdom of God is near you now. Later in scripture, they come back and they they report to Jesus. They said that when the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us. Now, how do you think that they did this? In the same way, I would suggest that they saw their Lord and Savior, the one they were following, Jesus the Messiah, that he would lay hands on the sick, that they would be healed, that there were lepers or people with psychological challenges or demons, that they would flee. And Jesus said, you know, in the scriptures, if you read it out, it says that he was filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit that filled him. And he said, don't. Be just excited about this, that demons obey you at the name of Jesus, but but that your names are written in heaven. Yes. This is the power available to all Amen. believers. Right. This is not just for the spiritually elite. This is not just for the elders yes. of a church or the lead pastor. This is for all yes. the believers. 1 right. Corinthians, in chapter 1, it says... Remember, dear brothers and sisters, that few of you were wise in the world's eyes or powerful or wealthy when God God called you. Instead, God chose the things that the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. And he chose things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful. God chose things despised by the world, things counted as nothing at all, and used them to bring to nothing what the world considers important. As a result, no one can ever boast in the presence of God. The point is, he uses regular, messed up, broken people to shame the wise, the proud, those who are building um, their own kingdom on earth. God uses simple people. I thought there were more simple people in the room that would get excited about that. As a simple person, that's generally something I'm like yeah that's me i get excited about that knowing you don't have to be a deep philosophical thinker uh um, have the old testament memorized like a few people here do um what is the old testament it's part of the bible so uh another example is in first john uh one it says if we confess our sins he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. God purifies us through the shed blood of Jesus Christ that because of that, he sent the Holy Spirit to help us and comfort us. The power of Jesus resides in, in us as broken vessels that God restores. He used these natural, flawed, scarred, unmoisturized human hands with Calgary humidity to to transmit a supernatural work of the Holy Spirit so that we cannot boast. It is not my power. It is the Spirit of God living in me and working through me. Can anyone say amen? amen? Come on. Remember, this is God's power. Charles Spurgeon said that it is simply empty hands placed on empty heads just as we did today there's nothing special but it is the power of god that flows through us that is super special super natural now uh, what holds us back from this what causes us to sometimes to shrink back to um you know stay stuck in our heads it's two good friends you may have met them before I hope you don't spend too much time with them fear and pride. Fear is oh, I don't want to <laughs> Pride is not I. I I don't need to Now maybe maybe you can't relate I don't know can you? Maybe the, uh, the antidote is humility. The scripture says that God resists. A proud person but he gives grace to the humble he wants a broken and a contrite heart a broken and a shattered heart as we're reminded of from pastor this right pastor Ryan sharing this morning God uses us it's the work that he does in us but he wants our hearts and then he'll work on the rest this requires a step of faith now let's be honest um, Sometimes it's awkward. Lots of times, actually. It's awkward, you know? Sometimes praying for people, you know, laying hands on them and, and, and even coming up to receive prayer or maybe in your groups or wherever you are to receive, you know, or, or give prayer. I know uh, in our Pursue Night, our Wednesday night worship night here, 6 o'clock every Wednesday, nice plug because it's such an amazing time. Uh, you're all invited. <laughs> right? They can come? No, sure, you can come. <laughs> Everyone's invited. Uh, I'm worshiping, you know, my eyes are closed I'm, you know, singing so wonderfully. The Lord, he just cherishes my voice. (laughs) Voice of an angel, thank you. Oh, I'm blushing. I'm blushing. Can we fix that on post for the cameras? I went a little red. I got a little flushed. Uh, but I'm just, you know, I'm worshiping the Lord and all of a sudden, out of nowhere... (laughs) Ryan puts a hand on me, and I jump like a cat. And I, oh, didn't know you were there, man. I'm. Where, what are you doing? He just wanted to pray for me. You know, it, was, it could have been a little awkward, or, or, maybe if you've ever been here, we invite you to come up to the to the front for prayer after the message, and you're thinking to yourself, ah, it's. Uh, it's I don't want to do that. You know, there's an uncertainty or an anxiousness because you can't really control it, which is actually pretty profound, because the Holy Spirit is who guides it and controls it. Maybe you come up here for prayer for one thing and the Holy Spirit's like, oh, I'm gonna touch on that and you're like, what? Come on, this is why God, this is why I don't come up for prayer. Or maybe you come up and you're like, okay, I'm gonna beeline it there, I see Bassy's there. Woman of God, I'm gonna receive some prayer today for what I'm looking for in my life. Bassie's gonna lay a hand on me and oh, the power of God's gonna work. The doves are finally gonna be released and it's gonna be an amazing time. Uh, but then all of a sudden, someone jumps in front of you and they get Bassie to pray over them. And you're left with me. <laughs> or Ryan Voros. <laughs> and you're like, is it too late to go back? I'm halfway up, but I do not want Andrew or Ryan to pray for me. You know what, actually, guys, I'm actually just grabbing a Kleenex. I just can't. What a great word. I'm good, though. Thank you. I'm just going to take one of these and go back. And you're like, Holy Spirit, that was close. I saw what Andrew had between services, and I don't want any of that breath on me as he prays, Holy Spirit, would your power come out? And it's like, that is onions. That is onion power. That is not the power of the Holy Spirit. It can be awkward. It can be tough. You know what? There's, 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 there's just something about this stepping out in faith and doing it to just get over ourselves we get so stuck in our heads and in our minds now trust me I love a good overthink I have been to so many places in my mind in the future oh I've seen some amazing things very few of which have actually happened You see, the enemy, the lowercase g, God of this world, wants you to stay in your mind and stay in your seat to resist the invitation to step forward by faith into what God has called you into, into what he has purposed and desired for you, for your life and for your family from the beginning of time. And we can let our minds hold us back from stepping out in faith to receive the miracle. To believe by faith that God, you can heal me. And even if you don't, even if not saved in the fire, like the three guys with funny names going to the furnace, Daniel or Shadrach, Meshach, and thank you, (laughs) the lions and fire, I get those confused. They said, but our God can save us. We're We're not gonna worship any other God. But even if he doesn't, I still believe and I'm still gonna serve him. Because guess what? Your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You have an eternity with Jesus Christ forever in heaven, the new heaven and the new earth when all things are set right. But God wants us, as we read in the scripture today, Psalm 92, that we're gonna thrive in the house of the Lord. Hebrews chapter 10, these are consecutive verses. Verse 39 and the next chapter, 11 to one, it says, But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. It's confident assurance that what I hope for, what I believe for, will actually happen in my life, in my circumstances. We need this as a church. The church is simply the called out and called together, the assembly, the gathering of believers, people who put their faith in Jesus Christ and we come together. We need this in our groups, in our Sunday mornings, on our pursue nights, where we're hanging out in the lobby together. We walk in and it should be natural, although supernatural, just to see people laying hands on one another. Hey, I'm empty today. I don't know, it's been a tough week, you know, our finances, this didn't come through. Her dad's not doing well, you know. Hey, listen, I'm actually, I'm, 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 I'm feeling good. Listen, it's not about us right now, but I'm just gonna pray for you, can I just pray for you? And, and then there's, there's something supernatural that happens as we lay our hands on one another and pray for each other. We need that encouragement. You see, often there's an emphasis um, on a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Yes, you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, that he is Lord and savior of your life. But faith in Jesus Christ, a relationship with Jesus Christ is not just a private or a personal experience. It is a group exercise that my friends is in the Bible. They met together in homes. They worshipped together at the temple the fellowship, the breaking of bread, the prayer. That happened in a group context. It wasn't just me reading the word and and praying, and God, here's my wish list, and this is kind of what I want. It's like, hey, we're coming together today as a church. Some of you are feeling good. Some of you are going through something. And we're just gonna pray for each other we're just gonna say wow well, we god we just pray that the supernatural will be released in their lives whatever they're going through god you know their heart wherever they're at if you're deep in sin if you're stuck whatever the situation is we're gonna lay hands on you and pray that god the power of god the, the holy spirit will be released you'd minister to this person you comfort this person you don't really have to know what to pray god's gonna help you in that it's like a, an elmer's glue bottle this is a great analogy pastor ryan gave me years ago if you i don't know it's I'm aging myself here which is a funny thing but there There's an old glue bottle, right? Where it's like liquid glue, and you have that little plastic tip, like a little plastic nipple that you have to sort of sort of put on the paper, right? I mean, I haven't glued anything in a really long time. I really actually have forgotten how to do it, but I think that's how you do it. But there's that little crispy end. <laughs> there's a little crispy end. but you got to let that little crispy awkwardness come out. And then the, the glue the glue flows from there, right? The liquid comes out. So all we gotta do, guys, we gotta take that first initial step, take a step of faith, reach out, God, if you're willing, yes, I'm willing. Just just to move forward in that, take a step of faith. Uh, six years ago, 2017, it was, uh, mid mid June, it was a balmy day, the breeze from the east sun had set at 8 42. I don't remember those details, but I do remember that we had gathered uh, for a pursue night, prayer night, Love City Church, not long, I guess, after the church had started. And uh, my wife and I, there's maybe a group of 15, maybe some of you were there actually. And we would just meet together and pray just like we do and continued on um, here at, at, at Love City Church and pray for each other. And and we were in the Iverson's house. James was plucking away on the guitar, and and Pastor Ryan, the elders of the church, of Love City Church at the time, Pastor Ryan and Pastor Brett, who preached last week, were there, and just ministering and praying, and he asked if he could pray for us, and Brittany, my wife, was holding our son, who's now seven years old, holding him uh, just in in her arms as a little baby, and... uh, And they started to to pray over us. They laid hands on us. And and Ryan prayed that that, uh, your generations will be blessed because the decision that you've made to follow Jesus Christ, that your heavenly Father, Andrew, is proud of you. Uh, Pastor Brett, that the bar is up here, that that there's a, a new setting of the bar to say, oh, that's the bar. That's that's what uh, an honest, genuine, a broken, a shattered heart, a pursuit of God looks like. That that it's up here. They were proclaiming these things over my life that our children would thrive in God's house, that they would serve the Lord. Now, what they didn't know, or maybe they did, I don't know, because I internalized a lot of this, I was struggling. I was addicted. I was uh, in alcoholism. Uh, we just started just kind of showing up to church because, you know, there was a little bit of a, a prompting within us to kind of, oh, yeah, actually, no, I kind of like this church. But we were um, lifelong kind of sitters in church where we just kind of took things in and attended. But God was starting to do something new in us that He had planned since the beginning of time. You see, what they prayed over and prophesied over me through the laying on of hands and over our family was not what was seen now, but they were calling out, they were pulling out what the Lord had given the word for them, that I would be a man who would serve the Lord, that my family and generations would be blessed because of the decision we make to serve the Lord and put Jesus in front of everything. No longer was I identifying with the world around me and what the world said to me, but I had God speaking to me through others, the prophetic word through the laying on of hands, that there was a supernatural download, a transference of the power of God through these guys to me, to my wife, to our family. That shifted the direction and the course of our lives for eternity. Six months later, I, I, a little bit of a slow learner, six months later, I quit drinking completely. and our, our whole lives changed. There was a, Romans 12 too, there is a transformation that took place and over our lives. Now, what would have happened if we made the decision not to go that night? Maybe we just thought, let's just watch this, you know, BBC series or something. I don't really wanna, it's beautiful, summer night, let's just hang out. What if we didn't show up or what if Pastor Ryan thought, oh, it's kind of awkward. I don't, I'm don't. i not really feeling it tonight. I just don't really feel it. I'm probably just not going to pray for people. Let's just worship and let's just sing and move on with the night. I don't even want to think about it. I don't even want to give it a minute of thought that how my life would have been different if we wouldn't have stepped out in faith. If Pastor Ryan and Brad, the elders of the church, wouldn't have stepped out in faith. Their lives have been transformed through supernatural work of the Holy Spirit in the church, in regular, messed up, broken people that God transmits His power through? Your hands, church, your hands, that He wants to use today. Would you deprive somebody else of the unlocking that God's given you a key for in their life? by shrinking back to what God has called you. If he's asked you to do something, you know it's the Lord, you need to be obedient to that. Because there is an unlocking that we need each other. We're gonna continue to learn about that in this series. We need each other, church. This is not just for us. Laying on hands doesn't feel the same when I do it over myself. When my wife does it over me, bring that choke back around, does that work, no? (laughs) It's different. There's a power, a a transmittance, a transfer, the Holy Spirit, that she's got my back. I love you, I'm with you, I come for you. There's a power of God through the Holy Spirit at work in us. So come on church, he wants to use us. Broken as you are. Listen, I was deep in sin, heavily addicted, and God worked in my life. Don't wait to be healed of something before you start asking for prayer for it. I needed help. I I, I, I needed help. And that's where God wants us, to recognize our need for him. As long as we have it all together, we're opposing him. God wants to invite us into that today. So let us not shrink back and do it for your neighbor. Do it for the person beside you. Do it for the person in front of you that needs a touch from God and you today are the conduit for them to receive that power, to be prayed over, to get past that little bit of awkwardness and just start speaking. The Lord will give you words. You keep it simple, keep it genuine, and keep it going. So come on, church, why don't we stand today as a band place? We're gonna do something. I know it's a little scary. It's a little awkward. We're gonna do what we talk about. We're gonna put our faith into action and remind ourselves that it's not a private or a personal experience or encounter for just us, we're gonna allow ourselves uh, to get over it and allow God to work through us. Is that okay, church? Okay, it's gonna be good. So why don't we just take a few minutes. The band's gonna play. We've left time for this in the service. And all we're gonna do is, we're just gonna, for the person uh, beside you, even if you don't know them, someone to your left or to your right or in front of you, we're just gonna start to pray over one another. All you're gonna do is you put your hand on their shoulder like this, and then you just speak what God's putting on your heart. Now make sure it's encouraging and it's a blessing. Okay, you just start praying for them. So even right now, go ahead. I'll keep talking, you guys start speaking so it's not awkward and silent. You just find someone to the left or the right, right now. Place your hand, your broken, messed up hand, wherever you're at right now, and allow the power of God to move through you, that you would pray your best prayer over that person right now. Say the promises of the Lord are good, that He sees you, He loves you, He is for you, not against you. He's got a plan and a purpose for your life. Come on, right now, if you're watching online, grab the person next to you, pray over them, put put your hand on their shoulder, and just pray your best prayer. Holy Spirit, would you move in a new way in their lives, Lord? We acknowledge you, God, through the power of Jesus Christ, the slain lamb. We have the power of God in and through us. Keep praying, church. Come on. Pray over. Let's switch it up. The next person, pray for the other person. Let's continue today.